coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607. This is Horror Zone 607, where the podcast that talks all things horror and brings you the week's biggest horror movie news. We are, at the time of this recording, a mere two days away from the greatest month of the year, October, and Halloween season is officially about to begin. But we're not quite there yet. Next week, that will start. We'll be talking about Halloween and everything around that all month long. But we're not quite there yet. So we are got, we got a lot of good things to talk about this week, though. We're going to also be talking. Rich, Rich has got a little something he's going to be discussing with us in the second half of the show. But let's introduce him here first because I just said his name. He's here each and every week. I can't do the show without him. And he'll tell you to get off his lawn. He's Rich. Hey, what's up, everybody? Back again. Back in the saddle talking horror. It's good shit. Such good shit, pal. Um, you know, it's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, I was telling Mike this past weekend. I, and I, if you listen to Three FN, or if you're a patron, you got a longer version of this. But I did go down to Six Flags Great Adventure for Fright Fest. I'm racking my new Fright Fest hoodie. It's a nice shirt. Thankfully, they had it in fat guy size. Yes, I made sure I got it with the evil clowns all over it, <laughs> so I can terrify Diesel when I'm around him. Absolutely, and uh, a lot of fun. If you guys are in the Northeast, you have a way to get to Great Adventure. It's a great time. I know other Six Flags parks are offering a Halloween thing that's kind of a little small. Smaller. Uh, Fright Fest, from what I, I understand, is only the uh, like the larger event only takes place at the bigger parks. So that great adventure, I do believe Six, Fia- uh, Six Flags Over Texas and Six Flags Magic Mountain in California. But wow. the other ones have something going on. And if you're near it, it's, it's a fun time. It's a good family time. Uh, as far as Fright Fest goes at Great Adventure, there's a lot of cool family stuff. But there's also a lot of cool just like immerse you in horror stuff. Uh, we had a lot of fun in uh, some of the, the haunted mazes. Uh, like uh, one, of, one was called Bloodshed. And uh, basically you were on a farm of, uh, of cannibal redneck hillbillies cool stuff i i dug it as you walked around and uh there's a lot of cool stuff so i would definitely suggest it if you can go to six flags fright fest uh go for it man if that's your if that's your bag it was a lot of fun i got a question for you sure are you ready oh i'm always ready it's almost october buddy i know this is the last I'm like a giddy by the way this is the last episode before halloween fest 2021 that's right which is exciting because this is going to be the first this is going to well this is not our first year of halloween fest we do it every year but this is going to be our first year of the way we're doing it. We're going to be going through the timelines of the classic Halloween franchise. Uh, we haven't done a proper review of any of them, really, technically. So, therefore, we are going to finally do that proper review of those movies. But we're going to do it in the timeline form. So, this year, we are doing the OG Laurie Strode timeline. So, that means we will be reviewing uh, Halloween the first week. Halloween 2 the second week. Halloween H2O, the third week, and Halloween Resurrection to the round greatest out film ever made. Halloween, Halloween Fest this year. That but, is a main event. But you guys get lucky. The week that Halloween Kills comes out, we'll be doing a double review. That's right. Because we will also be reviewing Halloween Kills. Even though it's not on the OG list, we're just doing it because it comes out. I believe that next year we are going to do... Um, uh, the uh, either the Jamie Lloyd. I'm thinking Jamie Lloyd. I think the Jamie Lloyd one will be next year in 2022. But 2021 has to happen first. So damn it, we are doing the OG Halloween run. Hope you guys are going to be like it. We're doing review full on reviews. But like I said, one week you get two times the reviews because Halloween Kills does come out on October 15th. Right. So the episode after that we and will be. Everybody can see it. Even if they don't want to go to the movies, it will be available on Peacock 
two weeks, actually a week from now. Uh, no, two weeks from now. Two weeks now. Two weeks from Friday. Uh, so it's coming soon. I know I'm excited to see it. You know I'm excited oh, to yeah, see man. it. Oh, yeah, man. Everybody I, I, that listens to the show knows I'm excited to see it. I'm happy for excite- October as a whole. because There's just, a lot of cool not, stuff not, I was going to say, not just Halloween movies, but you have, uh, this week we have Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I'm going to be going to see that. Uh, of course, next week I'll be at New York Comic Con, hopefully doing some cool interviews, including for this show. Uh, and uh, you know what else? While I'm down there, I'm going to try to watch Bond, No Time to Die. Big Bond fan. Our friend the professor is going to be excited for that. And then, of course, the week after is Halloween Kills. We got tons of stuff. And then the week after that, Dune, for those fans that are nerdy. Yeah. So we got a lot coming out this month between all of the 8122 production families here at Horror Zone 607 and 3 Fat Nerds. You got a lot of reviews coming of brand new movies. Uh, I cannot wait. It kind of makes me feel like we're back in the old days. Absolutely. And, you know, to kind of get us started, get just a little warm-up, just a little bit of a warm-up session here, some calisthenics, if you will. Rich, now, now I, I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, um, I did my essential Halloween movies yes. for, for the holiday season, and Rich didn't have any input on that. That was my own list. Rich has got his own little list of, we'll call them essential yeah, so Halloween season films. In the second segment... For Talking Horror, I'm going to give my uh, top 10, Rich's top 10 uh, essentials. Once again, we'll, we'll kind of dive into that when we get in the second. But before we get there, you guys know we have to go to the Horror Zone News. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Nothing, and I mean nothing, says horror like Phil Collins. That's right. Nothing says horror like easy lover, baby. Woo! And, you know, just for those of you who are are at home, in case you have forgotten, another edition of Phil Collins Friday is coming up just this Friday and next Friday and the one after. That's right. Every Friday is Phil Collins Friday. But it is time for the news, and uh, you know, kind of like last week, it's a little bit light on the news this week, but we still have some good stuff to talk about. And I would say, you know, we classify this this first story under huge news, but also kind of like, well, <laughs> yeah, big surprise there. So uh, rumors did surface this week that Stranger Things may be getting its very own spinoff series, and there's a further rumor to go along with it that it may actually involve Millie Bobby Brown. I mean, no surprise there. Also, this is a week that they dropped the teaser with the Creel House. Yes. Uh, did you Did you happen to see that? Very good. Yes. Yes. Very weird. Very strange. But that's of course tying into season four. They're really going to push things. They're really going to push Robert England being a part of this. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. I also don't. I I also still feel like this is not going to come out until the summer. I'm still yeah. thinking this is going to come out towards July 4th, like it did last time. As a matter of fact, last time it came out on July 4th. I think it's either going to be that or somehow I just get the feeling that they may drop it over something like like New Year's or... or well, there's already Valentine's a lot coming out. So Netflix for New Year's has uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai well, that's is true. slated right now to come out on December that's 31st. That's I also point. know that on it is just announced today that... Maybe, on this, maybe Memorial Day weekend. Maybe, but December 29th is uh, now where it's, uh, what is scheduled to come out for on uh, Disney+. Plus. I know it's a different company, but Book of Boba Fett comes yes. out then. So there's a lot of big things coming out in that block, so I don't think they're going to put it there. It's also Memorial day then they're gonna do it over a long extended weekend i could see them doing memorial day or they're gonna do it fourth of july like they did last time because they had a lot of success they streamed but they had the record streaming numbers doing it that way i think the only reason that they may have gone with um 
Fourth of July last time, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was like on a Friday or a Monday or something like that. Yeah, it that. was a weekend. I, th- I feel like it like was like right before what kicked off a long weekend, which is perfect for a show like that because you can just sit back and binge it. And I think that had a lot to do with the numbers that they got. So they would have gotten big numbers regardless. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure that that helped. Um, so Netflix's Ted, I don't know how I pronounce his last name, Sarandos? Sarandos? I, I think that's how you pronounce that's his fine. last name. Sounds like he's the head of Netflix. I've never heard of him before. But uh, he did say... He was quoted as saying, Stranger Things is a franchise being born. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. They're going to ride that money cow. Can you say The Walking Dead? Well, yeah. Hopefully, they don't go that route. So, we well, it gets beat into the ground. But I will point this out. They're still in the infancy because we've only had three seasons. Yeah. All of them have been very good. Uh, and actually, if you really think about it, they've gotten progressively better because season three was phenomenal. Oh, so good. Uh, so, and, and, and season four is probably the most anticipated mm. uh, because we've had so long because of the pandemic. Um, so originally, as you know, the show creator said that they had five seasons. Mm-hmm. That was it. I mean, they've had to change plans because originally they wanted to take a break between season two and three. Like, I, I think it was like a two or three year break that they wanted between because yeah. they wanted the kids to age. Well, now they've gotten their wish between three and four, not because of choices, though. Right. So I still think that the showrunners, the show creators are only going to do five seasons. Like originally, they that doesn't mean it might not come back in some years. So I think Netflix is trying to figure out a way. How can we still get you know milk the Stranger Things cash cow because it is, and what better way? Let's lock in a different storyteller to tell a side story about probably the most popular character. Right. Same thing that it, it really is the same thing Walking Dead is doing right now. Yeah, Walking Dead is wrapping up, so we are gonna get the Daryl and Carol spinoff, and that's what people want—the two most popular you know characters, but. The difference here is I don't feel like Stranger Things has run into the ground yet. I feel like the whole setup from the creators of the show with only doing a five-season arc to begin with was never going to let it be ran into the ground. It's more of a British uh, style of uh, TV making. It is, and also keep in mind, too, that there are sometimes several years in between. You know, maybe mm-hmm. a year or two in between, whereas, you know, The Walking Dead has been every season oh, for yeah. 10 years. You know, we're only... You know, we're only uh, kind of putting our feet in the water here. Right, you know? exactly. There's there's a lot you can flush out with this story with a lot of different characters. Right. I would kind of, honestly, if they're going to do something with Millie Bobby Brown as Eleven, I would really like to see the Montauk style, because obviously we all know that that's where they got it from, is the Montauk project, uh, you know, the conspiracy of them. You mm-hmm. know, if you guys aren't familiar, uh, dip, d- d- deep dive into it on YouTube. Uh, trust me, it's, it's it's worthwhile. I don't know how much I believe of it completely, but, you know, it's a worthwhile wa- uh, watch to dive down that rabbit hole. But that's where this story really kind of got its wings from, if you will. So I would like to see her becoming, you know, uh, part of that story is that they kidnapped children. Uh, some of them became uh, telekinetic. Some of them became batteries for uh, for psychics, and some of them became sex servitudes. It gets real fucking wow. weird. So because I don't know if they would go that route with this, they would probably go with what we know, where she's kind of like has extraworldly powers from another dimension because they also said that they connected with other dimensions. Right. So if they would like to tell that backstory, I would like to be in on for that. But how do you tell that backstory with her being? older now than we remember her from earlier right. that's that's a little difficult yeah and i still just to get the last word in on that i still maintain i've said it before many times and i'm going to say it again many times i still feel that I'm never going to be able to beat the ending of season three no that should have been the end of the series just that they maybe should have waited to do it but that felt like the end of the series it was so emotional it had all the feels it had all you know just everything you could want for a series finale it's just you know i don't know it's just me no, but, I think it'll be fine. It's going to yeah. be hard to beat that season is kind yeah. of the, my point. 
Uh, so those of you that uh, are in the market for it, the real Conjuring House is back on the market. Its current listing price, a mere, just, just, just pocket change, folks, $1.2 million. <laughs> well, obviously, they uh, they just bought this house a couple years ago. Yeah, and they spent like 490000 on it when they got it. So. Yeah, so uh, and they were trying to turn it into some kind of weird paranormal bed and breakfast kind of thing, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. That's what they've been doing with it. And obviously, the pandemic probably puts a, a, a stick in the spokes of their wheels for that. But I don't know if this is worth all of that. I mean, the only thing you can really do with that house is try to capitalize off the conjuring. And that's if, exactly why I think they're putting it on the market for what they're selling well, it for more than twice as much well, as they bought it for. But, but here's the problem. They couldn't do it and you could blame the pandemic. So, you know, so somebody who's just trying to do it, they're trying to recoup all this money that they didn't even spend, by the way. Right. Like maybe they spent a couple hundred thousand doing some like cool fucking interesting shit, but that's all they spent on that, that property. So you're looking at it like they're really just trying to get out with this big lump sum because their dreams of turning it into some destination didn't fucking work right so my problem with that is pandemic or no pandemic the the buyer has to be real at 1.2 has to be real confident that they're going to make that money back i kind of wonder if zach baggins will end up with it he's already investigated there at least once possibly multiple times i can't i don't even know i wouldn't be surprised i mean he bought the la bianca's house out in california well here's the thing people do some crazy shit right I'm just going to throw it out. I know we're on the other ends of the spectrum as far as paranormal, but uh, like, if this is the case and that's all it takes, man, I'm going to just create a fucking story in a house and sell it too. True. I mean, that's I don't understand why more people haven't done it. Yeah. I mean, the people that live there, after the Perones lived there, there was another family that lived there for many, many years, and they were the ones that sold it to these people. Yeah. And uh, I've seen interviews with them, and basically they got fed up with people coming on their property and looking in the house and I trying to break it. into the house. I love Kind of like the Amityville house. Right. I love it. They're probably, you know what they did? They're like, they're like, is there, was there any ghost activity? They're like, any banging around? You know what? There was banging around from all the assholes who came to our That's house. Pretty much. Yeah. They did say the, the, the wife, the, the woman that owned it was just kind of like, you know, you know, we've kind of heard things here and there. And you had like the oldest Perone sister. It was an interview that like they were, t- two of them were together at the table in the dining room. And, you know, the Perone sister saying, oh, this happened and my sister was floating down the halls and there was blood coming out of this and, you know, like ridiculous stuff. I'm not saying those exact things, but like ridiculous and, and things. Sister's like, and this woman's yeah, like, no. well, no, the woman that owned the house was like, I mean, we kind of hear like thumping from time to time and maybe some <laughs> footsteps, but nothing else. We've lived here for 40 years and nothing's happened. <laughs> so she like part, completely rained on her parade. The best part is like, yeah, that shit didn't happen. Right, basically. You know? And here's the thing, like a lot of that in an old house like that is just a fucking house, man. Well, I, yeah. like I said, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not shitting on anybody's beliefs. Years old. I don't. I don't shit on Mike's beliefs. I don't shit on anybody's beliefs. I just, for some reason, I just don't believe some of these stories, especially the bigger ones. The bigger yeah. they are, the less I believe them. Right. And the reason why is because somebody made a lot of money off of it, and then usually the person yeah. who moves in right after. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Right, right. But in this case, but in this case, they did. But I'm just saying, think about it. In most of these cases with these famous haunted houses, the next person who moves in is like, yeah, there was nothing to happen. Right. Unless it's the case of the Lutzes because they were the ones that started the cash cow. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But the people that moved in after them, they were like, 
Yeah, oh, everybody that's lived in the Amityville about. house has all said the same thing. There's nothing, but we're really sick of people trying to... Although there's been weird things have happened to the family members that have lived in that house. Every one of them. One of them, <sighs> one of the owners, uh, whoever bought it in 1998, like they had a... I, I don't know if it was one of the owners themselves or one of their children was on one of the planes that hit the Twin Towers or was in the Twin Towers. Yeah, but that's... Like stuff like that has but happened. They're, they're from Long Island. That shit fucking happens. Well, true. Like, like coincidence is coincidence, man. But there's like, been I mean, like weird deaths, you know, so if anything, there's been kind of weird things things that have but happened to everybody if, that's lived there. If we're but. playing like six degrees of separation, we could do that for everything. True. If you know what I mean? Like like when I was when I was a kid, I went to school with a girl who died in that uh, flight eight, uh, 811 or whatever it was uh, that was going to Paris. Oh, really? Yeah. So you could say that like my house was Was it the coiner I, girl? What's up? The Duarte coiner? Yes. yes oh, yes. you knew her? Well, yeah, I went to school with her. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. I was from Binghamton. <laughs> yeah. Not, not saying everybody in Binghamton, but yeah, I went to school with her. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so like like... That would be like saying my house. Right. Fucking. Flight, TWA Flight you know, 800 is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, TWA Flight 800. I, I couldn't remember what's the uh, flight level was, but yeah. But yeah, so TWA 800, you could you could say that I my, my house was haunted because I knew the person who, mm-hmm. you know. True. I'm just saying, I, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't I don't think, I don't believe in those kind of things because of coincidence. Now, right. there are some of the things that I can't explain in some of the smaller ones where people haven't made a shit ton of money off of them because I'm like, oh, you know, they haven't made money off of it, so I I give it a little more credence. Right. Because anybody can make up a bullshit story. Yeah. And most of that stuff, just, you know, despite what you think, most of that stuff I am very skeptical of, and I don't believe most of it. I'm like you, you know, the bigger the story, the more I kind of like raise my eyebrows at it. But I mean, I've had weird things happen to me. My my last place that I lived in before my current location, I had a lot of strange things happen. And we actually caught voices on a recording. It was me and a friend of mine that does that stuff. And we actually caught, I heard it. He didn't have time to go home and like doctor it up. We did the recordings. I listened to it in real time, like right afterwards. We we sat at my table and we actually together listened to it and we heard these things. And it coincided with things that I've actually had happen, you know. So, you know, I, I did have some it's strange fine. things happen to me personally, but like bigger stories like that, you know, I do think they're full of it. So. Yeah, and closing before we move on, uh, it was one of the things that Dustin Perry liked about me is that I was uh, a, skeptic. a skeptic. And on top of that, he also kind of confirmed to me that like a lot of those bigger ones were bullshit too because he yeah. doesn't believe in them. Right. Like he, 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 uh, he's like, I've been to Amityville. It's not, there, there's nothing there. <laughs> I love how I'm like, because, uh, you know, everything is, he's like, yeah. But then he told us about the, that one lighthouse that I thought was really cool. And he's told oh, us yeah. about a couple sanitariums. St. Augustine. He's told us, uh, told us about a couple sanitariums he's been to. And I was like, okay, see, I can believe those right. a little more because obviously nobody's made money off of them. And I, I, you know, he's a nice enough guy, especially if he's willing to be like, hey, I've been to some of these bigger houses. And yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, Dustin was somebody I believe anything that he would tell me. <laughs> he doesn't seem me. like he doesn't seem like a liar. That's why. Like I no, said, when, he's when a very asked, spiritual guy, very religious. Yeah, and when, seems like a very honest person. When asked about like things that you could have stapled your like name to, he was like he, he straight up told us if he was like yeah when we were there nothing happened. Right. He was like I've been there or a couple of them. He's like I've been there multiple times and nothing's happened. I think he said the Eastern State Penitentiary was the one that he had like some serious. Yeah, he said it things happen. So, and a lot of people have said that. Right. But like I said, there's nobody who's made a ton of fucking money off of it because it was owned by the state. All right. Well, now for something completely different. The first trailer, we've been waiting forever for this. The first trailer finally came out for 13 Fanboy. Very good. Yeah. I was enjoying it. 
Now, when this first was announced, I thought it was going to be a fan film, but this is like a full-length feature film. It's just, I think it's going to be going direct-to-video. Well, it is a fan film in the aspect of the person who made it was a fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, it is not a fan film in the aspect that they cannot make money off of it because they don't violate any licenses. It's not a Friday the 13th movie. It's they not. mention it. It's got the actors from yes. Friday the 13th. It's about them. And, and it's about them in real life. It's Correct. not about their characters. They're playing themselves. And the killer is not... Jason. Correct. The killer is not even dressed like Jason. Correct. The killer The killer has a unique look. Yeah. Kind of, in a way. Uh, I dug it. I thought the... Well, I, I don't think they gave away too much in the trailer. I can't wait for it to come out. I do know that uh, when it comes out, it is getting a limited theater run, so I don't yes. know if it'll come around here at all. And I do know that they said that it will be available for on-demand as well. Right. And that's what I'm going to be excited for. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. And I like the fact that they crowdfunded this. This was all crowdfunded. Yeah. This was this came from somebody's mind. They put it out there. They got it crowdfunded. Deborah Voorhees. Uh, they brought, yes, it was Deborah Voorhees. They brought in a ton of people. Uh, through you know probably connections that she's made doing conventions and so on and so forth and her time in Hollywood. But on top of this, she had to still convince them and pay them. I know mm-hmm. that they didn't show up for free. And the fact that they crowdfunded the whole thing and it looks really good, I, I wish this would just... Uh, there's part of me that wishes that this would have gotten a bigger run or been picked up, but then again, I don't because if it got picked up, I don't think we'd see this cool shit because the studios yeah. would have stepped all over this. They would have. They would have ruined that. Um, it, it doesn't have the greatest like from the trailer you could definitely tell it was more like direct to video looking it it didn't have that big time production feel to it but it was just a trailer i agree but i also think i i mean i could be wrong because obviously we're gonna find some i almost feel like they shot it documentary style maybe like a movie but they shot it doc style it kind of did and it didn't because I, I see what I, you mean we'll by find that. out we'll find out because I think that that's why it feels a little grittier I also think that it might also feel grittier uh going back to when talking to Courtney Gaines and uh when they were doing candy corn and he was talking mm-hmm. about degrading yeah uh, he was telling about to, telling us they, about that on the way back from the baseball the, one of the cool things the editors of that film did was degrade the uh they, they shot it all digitally but they degraded it to look like it was uh from yeah. super 8 film I do believe yeah yeah, he and, did say it was done on video, like in high was, def, but they done, did. They did. They degraded it on purpose. So maybe they did the same and wanted this to have that VHS look. Maybe. That could be a thing. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I'm going to hold judgment I'll see it. I, all I know is if you haven't seen the trailer, look up the trailer. The trailer was badass. We've been waiting to see this. Cannot wait to see it. And they they just take my money as soon as it comes out because yeah. I will be watching this on demand. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, rounding out the news for this week. Now, everybody knows this time of year, starting October 1st, this Friday, uh, AMC has their annual Fear Fest. And we know it's going to be for a full month, just like it was a year ago. Uh, They got a lot of big things on there. They did announce their quote-unquote lineup, although a lot of that's going to actually be on AMC+. Plus. It will not be on Fear Fest. So if you want to sign up for AMC+, Plus, you can actually stream it anytime you want. My my understanding is it's unedited. It's it's going to actually be like commercial-free or, you know, less commercials anyway, if anything. Mm. But it's going to be unedited and whatnot, and there's going to be a ton of movies on there. You know, not as much on, on Fear Fest, but still a lot of stuff. Still a lot of cool stuff. They got, they got the Halloween but, franchise on uh, Fear Fest. Sorry, it's the big ones. They have the Halloween franchise, including the two Rob Zombie films. Yeah, which they didn't have last yeah, year. They for didn't the have first last In fact, year. the only one that they do not have this year, well, two that they don't have. They don't have 2018, probably because it's still too it's still new. It's still too new. Uh, and Halloween 6, for whatever reason, they, they didn't used to show that, and then for the last several years, it's been on there. It's That's the only one missing. Way, it's, it's not, I, they're not missing much. No, I know. <laughs> but, I know. Uh, Although I'd rather watch that than, than Resurrection. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But also, but, uh, to note, just before you go on, I just want to get just a couple ones to note because I don't want to go through the whole listing. Look it up. It's a it's, all the Hellraiser movies are on there. 
yeah, including the really shitty made uh, made those, to DVD. They're going to be on ones. AMC Plus, right, right? But still, they they were on the list. I'm just going right. on the list. That's like the whole Child's, series. The Child's Play movies are on there. No, no, oh, no. That was uh, the other one. Child's Play is actually going to be on what we're about to talk about. Oh yeah, that's right. Because it's owned by well, it's owned by fucking Warner Media, anyways. Yeah. So uh, what we're kind of getting at here is or, sorry, not Warner Universal. Universal. Um, Fear Fest has a little bit of competition, I'd say, this year. So for years upon years, sci-fi has always had their 31 days of Halloween. And it's, you know, a lot of their own original movies and, you know, things I would consider to be kind of like low budget or hokey things. And they still have some of that in there. But this year, starting October 1st, not only on sci-fi can you see what they're going to be showing, but if you want to get Peacock or if you already subscribed to Peacock, they went all out. I mean, they've got like pretty much the entire Nightmare on Elm Street series, all the Friday the 13th movies, except for, I believe, the remake. That's going to actually be on Fear Fest. Yeah. Uh, that's on the first day, in fact, or within the first 24. I think it's on the first day of Fear Fest because um, I already looked out to see what's going to be on. But, I mean, they got like all the Paramount ones, except for three and four. They've got everything but three and four, which leads me to believe those have been getting played a lot on, I think, like Epics or Stars. So Friday the 13th, we were talking about this off air before the show. Friday the 13th's rights bounce all over the place. They're the weirdest franchise. Most of the Halloween movies stay with AMC, and you know you kind of get like Nightmare on Elm Street's been with, with Universal for, for quite some time. But Friday the 13th bounces all over the place, and Sci-Fi got a big one this year because now they've got it. But for whatever reason, 3 and 4 are not going to be part of it. They're the only two missing. Well, it's weird because uh, Nightmare on Elm Street went to HBO Max for a short minute of time. It was still there as of last right, weekend. Yeah, no, I'm assuming they'll probably have to pull that down uh, next on October. I probably. bet it doesn't take effect till then. Uh, unless unless, they they, unless the somehow unless somehow they double dipped, which is fucking amazing for anybody involved. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, and the, the Craven family because they yeah. also own the rights. Uh, I look at it like this. I mean, we were talking about it earlier. By the way, I, when I mix it up originally, Children of the Corn movies are coming to Fear Fest. Yes. Yes, they're there. I think so. Yes. The Chucky movies are in Universal because Universal owns the rights to it. And also this month, right. of course, launches the uh, Chucky TV show, which, by the way, side note, I will be getting to uh, screen that before it comes out because at New York Comic Con, I am part of the Chucky panel that's screening the first you. episode. So I can't wait. I'll, I'll let you know if it's worthwhile or not. <laughs> I have to it's gonna be, The only thing that I don't like about that, and it goes back to a cult of Chucky, one of the things I didn't like about that. What is going on with Brad Dorham's voice? Somebody on Twitter a couple of weeks ago said he sounds like uh, Danny DeVito, like mixed with something else, but it kind of does. He sounds like Danny DeVito a little bit. What's I, going on there? I don't know, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know this is right here once again. It's a stream wars. Peacock made a big move to get them some content. I'm sure that some of it probably is just uh, for months, and some of it they might carry uh, further on. Right. I, I think that it's good because if you make yourself a horror thing, we know that they went out and they bought the rights to Halloween Kills. Yeah. So they're showing that same day as it hits theaters, uh, a la HBO Max. I'm sure they spent a pretty penny on that. I think it's safe to say too that you know. The, the real winners here are, are horror fans. Oh, absolutely. Because sci-fi has played some of this stuff, but for the most part, it's been, like I said, kind of like you know low-budget stuff. For years, you're kind of at the mercy of whatever AMC is going to play unless you have movies of your own to watch. Now you got everything you could possibly want. All right, that's all I got. That's it. That's it for the news this week. All right, if you guys want to... Uh Go ahead and hit us up on any of the uh, social medias. It's HorrorZone607. Throw an at in front of it if you have to. Also, you can uh, find us on at 8122productions.com. Go ahead, get all the links there, find out about everything that's going on on the show. And last but certainly 
not least, uh, if you would like to support the show monetarily, you can do that over at Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. Get a ton of extra bonus content, including this show. You get it early the night we record it, and it's the unedited, unslashed edition with a little extra bonus content just for you for as little as $1. Mike C., that's all I got for the people, so I'm sure you have a trivia question. Oh, I absolutely do, and uh, next month we'll be talking all kinds of trivia about the Halloween franchise, but we're not there yet, so here is the question for this week. What famous real-life building does Rosemary Woodhouse live in in Rosemary's Baby? One more time, what famous real-life building does Rosemary Woodhouse live in in Rosemary's Baby? The answer coming up right after the break. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Tuffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to Rich and Mike on the Horror Zone 607 Podcast. Welcome back to the zone. That right there is the calming sounds of Ernest Scared Stupid. Thank Absolutely. you, Rich. You picked a good one. You picked good music this week. I really enjoyed it. That's that's right. That's what you always pick here. good music, though. All right. Well, before the break, we asked this week's Horror Zone 607 trivia question. And the question was, what famous real-life building does Rosemary Rosemary Woodhouse live in in Rosemary's Baby? I don't know where Rosemary lived. Rosemary? But uh, the Branford. Uh, No. Really? That might have been what they called it in the movie. We're looking for the real-life building. I have zero clue then. You have zero clue. Well, it happens to be the same building where John Lennon was murdered, and that is the Dakota. Really? The Dakota. Hmm. Interesting. I think they might have called it the Branford or Bradford or something like that in the movie. So you might have been like partially right. But we were looking for the real life building. I knew nothing about it. Wow. I've no. been there. That is a cool building. Yeah. See, I wasn't a big Beatles fan. Oh. So, and I'm not a big, you know, so I was never into John Lennon. So that legend would not like fast forward to me. And see, when I was there, I didn't realize how it played out. For whatever reason, I always was under the assumption that Chapman shot him from like across the street or something like that. I didn't realize that he was like right where I was standing when he pulled the trigger. So I was actually like really like standing right there and where they filmed scenes for that movie. Like it was right, right in the same place, like right in the entrance way. Interesting. So uh, it's a cool building though. If you ever get a chance, you know, it's, it's worth checking out. So, yeah, like I said, I, I would not have known. Right. I guess that's, that's part of the, the problem when you don't, uh, we're not a Beatles fan. <laughs> Yeah, we just stumbled across it. <laughs> it wasn't even something we meant to be. Stumbled, literally. Didn't mean to go there. We're just walking through Central Park. Had never been there before, and there we were. There you were. This, There's this guy. This guy's name is Mike C. 
Spooky Mike C. Well, you weren't even spooky at that point. No, that's you true. Just I was just a, a park and got I was lost. just Mike C at that point. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, we're back. We're talking some more. Let's dive right into it. This is going to be mine, Rich's. Uh, I want to call it essential because I don't think you have to watch all these movies. But I would say the, if you are looking for a good Halloween theme movie to watch in the month of October, these are, are 10 of them that you could go to. And uh, by the way, I'm going to throw it out there. I, the way I made my list is simple. It has to either have Halloween as the main focal point. So it doesn't have to be the day. It, but Halloween season has to be around. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example on my actual number 10, which my wife would kill me. And I'm also not, these are not in an order of like best to worst, worst, even though I am saving some of the better ones when we get to the actual horror, like the meat and potatoes one in front, because my first couple are actually going to be family movies. And it's not that they're bad. They're just family movies. And I do have an honorable mention kind of in a way, because I, I disqualified this from my list because technically it's a Christmas movie, but nightmare before Christmas, it does deal with Halloween, but it's technically a Christmas movie. So it didn't quite make the list, but I wanted to give it a shout out as a family film because it's fucking awesome. And this is the time of the year to watch it. And I told our patrons before the show, I've never seen that movie, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. Kind I've of like seen bits and pieces. It was just way too musical for me. I just didn't, I'm not into musicals. So it was just, it was way too many, uh, musical numbers for me but one of these days i'll get around to it so number 10 is in the holiday halloween season there is a there is a halloween date in it but it is mostly during the season of course it's a favorite it's a favorite of a lot of people including my wives and that is hocus pocus i've never seen that either i've never seen hocus pocus i had this conversation with a friend of mine last night she was saying you know what i'll sit down and i'll watch a horror movie with you but you need to watch hocus pocus without falling asleep my ex-girlfriend who I was with for 10 years, always tried to get me to watch this movie, and she successfully tried to a couple times, and I fell asleep every time. I just couldn't, I don't know. I'm kind of surprised that you have never seen Hocus Pocus. But anyways, that's my number 10. It does take place, uh, I mean, the main night is Halloween, but it does take place in Halloween. Lots of decorations, good stuff. Uh, Next up is what you just heard the theme song to. That, of course, is Ernest Scared Stupid, which Mike C. has also never seen. (laughs) No, I have not. (laughs) No, I've never seen any of the Ernest movies. They just were too silly looking. I can't believe you've never seen like that kind of that's kind of a little uh, you know this is why these are essential to me i'm gonna have to watch these you should but once again they are family movies so don't expect like you know i'm expecting uh like thrills and chills and the scariest thing i've ever seen and last probably is the scariest of the family movies what sorry i know it what what do you think it is it's the notebook and no you keep saying the notebook it's It's gotta be the notebook scary stories to tell in the dark that has become an essential for me. And yes. I don't know that I would call that a family film. Well, technically, it's That's a, a family. creepy movie. Exactly. I said it's on the borderline. That's why it's the last one in the family section. Because technically, you're supposed to be able to watch that with your family. I don't know. It depends on how scared your family is. Yeah. I mean, I've got my own essential horror movies. There's movies that I watch every year. They just feel right. I wait all year to watch them, even if I want to see them earlier in the year. Last year, that became one of them. That really? is on the list. I will watch it every year going forward unless I just get that bored of it. But absolutely, that's a great one. So let's drop to number seven. Number seven on my list is uh, actually Hell House LLC. The uh, first one. one. The first one. Yes. Not, not not to be confused with any of the sequels. <laughs> the second one has got okay moments in it. True. The end of it was pretty bad. The third one is just horrendous and unnecessary but the the second one's okay the first one is a creep-tacular movie if i could say that without giving you the old the old uh, douche chills as you say Th- that is a really Ugh. great movie yeah i so creepy I, yeah I, I i believe it but uh believe it or not right ahead of it also in the same vein kind of uh the houses of october built 
Uh, yeah, another good one. So that it would be number six if we're yeah no seven six six right. Okay, I just had I, I lost track of my own list there for a minute. That <laughs> well, you called Hell House uh, seven. So yes, so uh, between seven, the two, there people consider them to be similar movies because they're both kind of found footage e, but. Hell House to me is the better of the two films, but the first House is October Bill is really good. The second, there was a sequel and it wasn't good. I agree with you. I agree with you. So now we're coming to those top five, and I, I think all five of these slap, as the kids say. At number five, I got Hellfest. Oh, absolutely, another one I watch it every year now. At number four, I got Haunt. Also one that will be phenomenal. By the way, Shutter original, super yeah. good. I agree with you. There's no reason it shouldn't be on Fear Fest. This is the kind of movie that would fucking get people go nuts over. Absolutely. If you've not seen Haunts, trust me, it's Can worth you getting Shutter. Two years already. I know it came. I out, forgot to watch it last came year. Out 2019. So good. If you haven't seen it, it's such a great movie. Uh, so that was my number four. Number three, the first of a franchise. I actually have Halloween three. That's another, right. That's right. Halloween beautiful three. Movie. By the way, I understand there is another, technically another movie called Season, Season of the Witch. There's actually but... a couple of them. I saw an old one. Right, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. called Season of the but Witch from like Halloween the 60s three, or 70s. Season of the Witch is what we're talking about, just so we're all yeah. clear on that. That is what I kick off my October with every year. Halloween three. I love that movie. Of course, I also love it as well. That is why it's my number three. Uh, it, it just didn't edge out. Like these are where I was kind of going by which ones I should put there. Like I, I, I would watch all of these movies. You can put them in any order you want. But like I said, that's I kind of let it edge out at the top here because I think my top two are definitely my two favorite to watch every year. And the one is a fucking no brainer. Let's be honest. Actually, both if you know me are no brainers because I know what they're going to be. Number two, Trick or Treat. Yep, that was one. <laughs> <laughs> number two is Trick or Treat. Like I've I've always said that that movie feels like it should have been made in the golden age of horror uh you can't i can't you know it's hard to believe that it came out oh, in, six, I in think, 2007 it's, it's it's just weird to think that but uh i just referenced i actually just referred this to a friend of mine he was he wanted a horror movie to watch with a girl that didn't like a ton of horror i'm like eh, i mean this is one that's on the edge for that because it depends on how she feels about certain uh, uh, things that happen, but reports back that they both enjoyed the movie a lot because it's a it's a great movie. Yeah, and if there was ever a horror movie that really really deserved a sequel and could have used a sequel to go along with it, it's Trick or Treat. And give it, give you know what, give it the uh, series platinum afterwards you know at like, this point you know what we're, we're we're over a decade in man that's the next series coming to shutter man i, I would do at this it. point why sam, not sam sam's your curator through all of it good stuff why not it's a great movie if you've never seen it what are you waiting for go see that movie and of course number one let's be honest it's, it is the original 1978 classic halloween yeah of course is there is there any more essential movie than halloween or legendary movie i mean it is uh up there with the likes of the exorcist and Jaws as as one of the greatest horror movies ever made. And don't forget Halloween Resurrection. Oh, yes. Of wonderful. course. Great movie. One I mean, of the greats. I mean, if I was making my top 10 that I'm not watching this year. <laughs> it's actually, Halloween fuck, Resurrection. Damn it, I am watching it this year for you damn listeners. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's We're going to be reviewing it, yeah, and it's going to be glorious. That's going to be fun. That's going to be uh, fun. So, But yeah, uh, Halloween, man. So like I said, uh, that, anything in that top five, actually anything on the list in general, because Hell House LLC and uh, House's October Built, both really fun, kind of almost in the same vein kind of movies, uh, but very different and unique to themselves. Yeah. The House's October Built is almost not even scary until. Oh, yeah, dude. It until is. it is. And I want to throw this out there. 
it is like a weird slow burn. I, I'm going to call it a slow burn, but it's not quite. Because the whole time you're watching the movie, it is very documentary-esque. Mm-hmm. You are involved in the documentary. So at some point, you're like, well, wait a minute. I thought that this was supposed to be a horror movie and not a documentary. And you actually kind of get lost in it because they're like going through these places and right. telling you, you know, like how the uh, tricks of the trade are done, et cetera, et cetera. And then, bam, Boom. It, it turns into a fucking horror movie. And you're like... Oh shit! Right, and uh, in a lot of respects, it reminds me of uh, Behind the Mask as well. Yeah, because Behind the Mask kind of does the same thing. As you're going through, it, there's the di- in a different it's, way. It's a mockumentary. It's a mockumentary. And then it's it switches into a much funnier. Film. It's more of a comedy. Um, yeah, it's more of a dark comedy. Yes. Yeah, but uh, I see what you mean by that. It's, so yeah, it's kind of one of those movies. So if you've, not, I'm just saying, if you've never seen it before, but you've seen Behind the Mask. That's what you expect. It's, it, it goes through a movie and you think you're watching one movie and then all of a sudden it just, it, it turns the corner and it's fucking crazy. Although it's shot differently, obviously. I, I just want to say something real quickly now that you brought it behind the mask. You know, I've talked about this movie ad nauseum on the show. Um, Bloody Disgusting just had a, uh, a top five, not even a top five, but five, uh, five essential movies that are good to watch in the month of October. And that was like the last one that they had on their list. And in the comments section at the bottom, you have all like you know the message board and stuff, and of course there was the people on there. Why is behind the mask on there? The movie's terrible. It's not funny. It's boring. That movie's just awful. The movie's great. You are not a horror movie fan if you do not like that movie. I will say that. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. I'm going that far. Listen, everybody. That movie is a love letter, just like the 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 final girls. <laughs> Those two movies are love letters to horror movie fans and horror movies in general. Well, that's fine. But once again, I I, I won't go as far as saying you're not a fan because I, that kind of sounds like you're being a weird gatekeeper. And everybody has no. different things. Like I don't, I don't like. As we all know, I'm not a fan of like haunted house and possession movies for the most part. You have to be super good in that realm for me to even watch. It. And I'm the same way. So like, so like, you know, like obviously I like The Exorcist. Well, Mike's terrified of The Exorcist. <laughs> but I'm gonna I like, say the name. I like The Exorcist. I'm gonna go I, bless I like, myself. I, you know, I actually like The Conjuring, the first Conjuring movie. Uh, the second one's not too bad. Second one's okay. I think uh, the second one in ways is better than the first. They're just eh. they're both too over the top. The endings. I think here's my problem. I think that the, the reason I didn't like the second as much, and this is not saying is it's not saying it's bad. I'm just saying the reason I didn't like the second as much is because I'm like, man, they just added to the first one. They just basically did the, filed the first one storyline for the most part. I understand it's slightly different, but the formula, I should say, in the third act, you should have expected to go fucking crazy. There was a list made where it was scientifically proven the 30 scariest movies ever made. The Conjuring 3 was like 12th on the list or something like that, if not in the top 10. Really? Really? I mean, I wouldn't say scariest. I would say that uh, The Conjuring 3 to me is uh, more of a, uh, like I said, murder mystery. It's like a crime drama. Yeah, I didn't. If you like crime dramas, you'll love, 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 love that movie. I I didn't mind it for that. If uh, taking it for as a horror movie, I didn't like it. Right. That's just me, though. But, uh, yeah, so then, like I said, in the top five, though, Hellfest, probably one of the most underrated ones on this list. Yeah. And uh, a lot boy, of people, I don't know if a lot of people have seen it. Uh, and you should they see didn't it when it was it. in theaters, and they should have. It was a great slasher movie. And Haunt, uh, I mean, because of being a Shutter exclusive, a lot of people uh, probably haven't seen it. But trust me, it is worthwhile. And, uh, Hellfest is actually available right now on Netflix. So yes. if you've got, who doesn't have Netflix? It seems like everybody does. It's right there for you to watch. Watch it. If you haven't seen it and you like slasher movies or you like movies that take place in the month of October, that movie is the perfect, perfect movie for this time of year. But that's my list. I know everybody has a different list. Uh, once again, like I said, this is not my my all-time horror movies. This was just ones that take place 
in Halloween as a setting, a lot of them have Halloween as the day that it takes place in or right around Halloween time. Because like I said, some of them aren't exactly on Halloween day, but they are in the month of October. And Halloween is definitely all of those movies tie-ins. Absolutely. Whether it's haunted houses uh, or I should say haunts because they're not real haunted houses. They're, they're, they're attractions, uh, which a few of the movies on there, three of them to be specific, are deal with haunted uh, attractions if you think yeah. that. Well, Ah, yeah, three, because House of October built, uh, then, of course, Hellfest and Haunt all deal with yeah. all deal with attractions, yeah. but they're all good, and they're all different. Yeah. They're all fucking different. Very different. Uh, I mean, Hell, Hellfest and Haunt are similar in the fact that there's uh, a slasher element to them. Uh, Hellfest is a straight slasher film. Haunt is not a straight slasher film, but there is slasher elements in it. In Hell House LLC, also oh, yeah. same thing, yeah, takes same place thing. in Haunt. That's, I forgot about this. So four. Yeah, yeah four. four of them. And they're all good. That is such a creepy movie. It is. Another one, a great found footage movie. If you're not, I, I'm not big on found footage films. I like a few of them. That one is, that one hits hard. The professor was the one that told me about that. And usually, I've said this on the show before, usually we could not have, you know, more opposite tastes in horror movies or movies in general. And he was raving about this, raving, raving, raving. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, did he hit that one on the head. That is a great, great horror movie. I agree. I actually 110% pre- I gotta watch the director's movie. cut I haven't seen that version of it yet and I couldn't even say 110% right there that's all you need to know with that being said though that's my list if you want to tell us about your list if you want to make a comment about my list if you want to point me in a direction of a movie guys I'll check out anything uh, that I maybe I missed or maybe I haven't seen or just want to just throw it out there uh, hit us up on the social medias we're HorrorZone607 on Facebook we're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram use that hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show also get all the information including streaming the show right from the site you can do that all at 8122productions.com while you're there there's the links to the Twitch channel twitch.tv slash 607 podcast there's the links to the T Public store get yourself a nice HorrorZone swag I am uh, hopefully working on in the beginning of the month I'm, I'm going to try to have a Halloween Fest shirt go up on T Public. Nice. Ooh, you might want to cop one of those. I'll let you know when it goes live and when there's a sale. But the link is there at 8122productions.com as, long, as well as the link to our Patreon. Of course, if you would like extra bonus content, including this show, the day that we record it, plus it's unedited and unslashed, you can get that at patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. You get that. You get the Three Fat Nerds podcast also early un- unedited. And then also you get the two exclusive for Patreon shows, Love is Scary with Dr. Derek and Spooky Mike. And then last but certainly not least, I love movies where we dissect movies from our past that we love. Did they stay on the test of time or not? All that and much, much more over there at patreon.com slash 8122productions. But like I said, all those links are in the liner notes and 8122productions.com is really your place to be. Mike C., that's all I got for these fine folks this week. Uh, with the exception of when you, we end the show today, you will be hearing our good friends, the Jasons. They are from West Virginia. They're doing some pretty awesome fucking shows this upcoming month. Love Check them out. Check them out anywhere you get it. This is from their album, Blood in the Streets. And the song is called Dead Fuck. Oh, ho, ho. Throwing it back right into uh, good old uh, Friday the 13th Part 4, if yeah. you don't know. So, uh, Crispin Glover. Yeah, and everything is there. But, Mike, send the people home, and that's what we'll play them out when we're done. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Rich. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in each and every week. That is the show for this week. Don't forget, we've talked about it a whole bunch, but... Next week, we start Halloween Fest. It is the greatest month of the year, and really, we feel the most wonderful time of the year. Forget about Christmas. Halloween is the best time of the year. We can't wait to come back and talk about it next week. So, until then, for Rich, I am Spooky Mike C saying, see ya. He's a dead fuck, and he doesn't.
doesn't even have a clue And if he ever got a girl, he would know what to do But even BJ Betty likes to get our hearts sweating With the other poly boys and the bitches in the backseat But Jimmy doesn't have a chance because he took her to the dance And started shaking round to the music and the beat Hollywood, don't forget that lead. I got this. One, two, fuck you. 